Hello everyone. Do you ever find that there are a lot of Q and A's on the internet, but it's mostly a lot of unanswered Q's and not enough sufficient A's? Well, that's where we come in. Do you like hearing about how you can manage better relationships in life, love, and work? Do you like would-you-rather questions? Do you like hypothetical situations? Do you like laughing, maybe crying? And do you like hearing lots of swear words? Then this show is definitely for you. Can we make you smile at least once during this show? You know what? That's our cue. Boom. And we are live with another episode of That's Our Cue, the show where we take your cues and we put them really deep underground and we let the earth crush them for like hundreds or thousands of years, however long it takes to make diamonds, and we pull them out and they're shiny little A's. Alongside me is my friend of 20 plus years, his name is Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Nice. Uh, and Josh and I are excited to give you some A's to your cues. And without further ado, let's do that. So, Joshua, let's go to question number one. This one is from the Does Anybody Else uh, Reddit thread. And this one says, Does anyone else feel like any nice thing or compliment they get is fake? It's like I can no longer grasp the concept of, of sincerity. No matter who that person is, whether it be a close friend, family member, or a complete stranger, might be just be my self-esteem issues, but it still sucks when your own head doesn't seem to want to accept positive thoughts about yourself anymore. Joshua, have you ever encountered this feeling of thinking that a nice thing someone said was not sincere? Uh, yes. Really? Uh, that is actually quite surprising, considering how long I've known you. Uh... People, people are genuinely like you. Your brain's just mean. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Did you say my brain is mean? <laughs> uh, no, this person's. Oh, this person's brain is mean. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that people are generally like them, and that like you feel a certain bad way about yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's like, yeah, people. I don't know you, but, you know, generally when people give you a compliment, it's more often than not sincere. You just, because of the world we live in, uh, tends to lead on the cynical side, and you're just thinking, okay, where's the angle? Hmm. And you, you have felt this. I mean, haven't we all? I honestly, I don't, maybe I'm just broken in the brain or something, but I don't really question it most of the time. Like, unless like, you know, it's somebody that you know, and they're kind of doing that coy little, hey, Adam, did I tell you that your hair looks nice? You know, because like they're being playful because they're trying to ease into an awkward request, you know, like outside right. of those little cutesy things that people do. I don't usually question it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just take it for what it is, or at least what I hope it is, you know? Yeah. Is that weird? Uh, no. I mean, some people just, like, you know, ha have anxiety issues. It's well, hmm. leading, leading back to the your brain is just me thing. It's like, Interesting. Yeah, yeah so, I gotta tell you, as, as a compliment payer, I get frustrated when I get, <laughs> I get, I often have found myself in weird arguments with people because they fight me on something that I'm being sincere about. Uh, you know, or they'll say the opposite, you know, I'll be like, well, Hey, you look really nice in that shirt or, Hey, I really like what you, 
did with your hair or whatever. And sometimes like, oh, okay, thanks. But I think, and then they start talking about how much it could be better or whatever. And I'm just like, just, just say thank you. Just fucking say thank you. <laughs> you know, just accept that I gave you this compliment. Goddamn. Uh, right. Yeah. Like in that like in that skit and family guy where the two white blood cells are talking and he's like, Oh, you look really good on the white cell magazine. He's like, Oh, where my eyes were closed. And the other one's like, just take the damn compliment, Carl. <laughs> you know, like, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like Josh said, sometimes your brain is just mean. Um a good way to practice at least in my, maybe I, again, I haven't really doubted it that much in my life because I typically try to surround myself with people I, I trust, but like, you know, you, uh, strangers may compliment you or like someone on a thread may compliment you or like, I don't know, uh, you know, a coworker or whatever. But like, typically if they're going, something that really helps me is that when somebody pays me a compliment, I realize that sometimes that was probably harder for them to pay than it was than it will be for me to accept because people are awkward and sometimes they really have to summon up courage to say anything at all that they think is positive without trying to sound wrong about it you know right have you ever done have you ever felt like you wanted to tell somebody something but like you didn't know if it was going to come off the right way so either you chose not to or you had to figure out how you were going to say it right yeah yeah it's it's weird it's it's kind of yeah, I actually just, I just read, oh man, somebody, somebody's wiener must be small over there. I heard a big old engine. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Save enough just, ass for the rest of us, buddy. <laughs> you just want to redo that? I no, I don't care. I don't care. This is a pretty low key show. Everybody, we're not, very minimal editing goes into this show, folks. <laughs> just the ad break, really. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Wait, so the long and short of it is is that, um, you know, just understand that, like, I actually was reading a YouTube thread, um, a YouTube comment section, which sometimes is dangerous, but I watched this one channel called What Culture, and there's this guy named Simon Miller, who's, like, really popular, and um, he was talking about the show that he usually does, and I was reading the comment section, and, like, the guy in the video, Simon Miller, mentions, like, oh, hey, and I saw this one guy sign in the in the crowd that said, hey, Simon, and so, like, he says, thank you for the sign, and then somebody else in the comments says, hey, to the person that was that sign that was, I was in the crowd, too, and I saw your sign, and I wanted to say that it looked really cool, but by the time that I summoned up the courage to tell you, the event was over, and I lost you in the crowd. And I thought, that person spent hours. It's a three-hour event, and they spent all three hours trying to figure out how to say, hey, I like your sign, you know? like Right. So if somebody does pay you a compliment, just know that as much as as difficult as it is for you to receive it, it may be for them, unless there's somebody like me, but it may be for them just as difficult to give it. And for you to try to shoot it down or maybe play it down a little bit actually could be hurting them too. So really, if, if you can't take it for yourself, just know that if you receive it, you may be doing a nice thing for them without really having to try that hard. So right. there you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for me as a compliment machine, that hurts. That hurts me. Where I'm like, you look really nice today. And like, no, I'm ugly. I'm like, come on, quit this. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> but I get it. Um, all right, cool. Moving on. Next one. Oh, I didn't say who this was from. That was from Crystalline Turtle, number 17, apparently. So all you Crystalline Turtles out there, hey, listen, just take the compliments. You're beautiful. Um, how about this one, Josh? This one is from Ari Pancake. 
and they ask, why am I like this? I think this belongs here, but sometimes I really want to just roll. <laughs> I really want to roll down my stairs super badly. I know I would get hurt. I know I'll cry my eyes out because I got hurt, but it doesn't stop the fact that I really want to roll down the stairs head first. I don't know if I should be laughing. It's just a funny sentence to read. Josh, why are they like that? Why do they want to throw themselves downstairs? I'm not going to call the ambulance because then you won't learn. <laughs> I'm going to spit my fucking tea out, you jerk. <laughs> yes, exactly. <clears throat> but why do you think that they're like that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I we, <laughs> you okay? Uh, dude, it literally just started going down my throat when you said that. <laughs> I'm fine. Go on. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, I think we all, I think we all just kind of have those weird things where it's like, we really shouldn't do it, and we're probably not going <laughs> to do it. But what if? Right. <laughs> Have you had any of those recently, Josh, where you just like had that moment where like you thought like just this once, what if I, what if I do this thing to see what happens? Uh, lately, no, none that I can really recall, but any, any that you can think of from previous lives of yours or previous times? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I, I remember having that, that, you know, thought of it would be really, I can't remember specifically what it was, but I was like, that would be really stupid to do. And I'm not going to do it because it's just a really <laughs> bad idea. But I kind of want to do that. Yeah. It, it's kind of like this. It's like, like chaos theory in a way where like, you're like, I just want to, it's just, it's a hypo, it's a hypothesis that you want that part of your brain is really curious about. Um, you know, uh, I used to have this myself. I've only told a few people this, but now I'm telling whoever listens this. But I used to imagine myself striking people just to see what situ how the situation would change. So, like, I don't have any beef with these people. I enjoy talking to them. We're having a great conversation. But sometimes I'm like, what if I just slap that cigarette right out of their hand and say, quit that shit? You know, what would happen? I'm not a violent person, but how would this situation change? You know? Uh, I think, I think, I mean, for you wanting to throw yourself downstairs, I guess it's just you punishing yourself as opposed to creating a scene on other people. But, uh, it's probably just a chaotic theory that you're, that you're considering. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I say, don't act on those things. Um, maybe play, uh, what's that video game where you just, you, you just throw yourself into shit in their video game where you just. Fucking, I mean, Fall Guys, I guess, maybe. Or um, if you play Saints Row, you can just throw yourself in all sorts of shit and get in a bunch of car accidents just and score high points by doing it. Just do that. And then th that'll be enough. Or maybe... Uh, though, as a side note, though, go go for go for Saints Row 4. The, the new one from what I've been seeing isn't impressive at all. Right. Or Saints Row 3, which I think is the best one of all time. Between 2 and 3. You know, just throw yourself into some cars and get flung into traffic and you'll ragdoll and it's really fun. Or put on a VR headset and play that one. What's that one called where you go up into the elevator and then people walk out into the... Is it called the plank? Is that what it's called? No, there's something else that's called, right? Where like you walk out on... Like you go up this huge ass elevator and then like you just essentially just walk off of a fucking... The top of the building. 
know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I, it's one of those wacky physics games. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah. it's just you can like see how the VR is, and most people can't do it. They like collapse yeah. when they get to the end of the beam. Go do right, that. You'll you'll right, think yeah. so, you'll think a lot less about throwing yourself downstairs if you do that, and you're like, boy, this is scary. Then your brain will trigger every time you think about throwing yourself downstairs. Um, Josh, do you want to do a history lesson now or after the next question? Uh, up to you. Uh, what do you say we do one more question, and then that way you can prepare your brain for some history. Go for it. All right, and this one I picked specifically because of a comment you made in a previous episode. So. This one was posted by I'm Smart Copium, and they ask, can someone explain to me why some people are furries or explain furries overall? So basically, the last few weeks, I've been seeing more and more stuff regarding furries, and since my first reflex was to think, ooh, these people are weird, I wanted to understand this type of stuff more before I truly based my judgment on this. I'm quite confused about furries and would appreciate if someone would care to explain what furries are overall and why some people may want to be furries. Thanks in advance for all your help. Josh, you're the expert here. I wouldn't really know how to answer this. Uh, well, the furry fandom is uh, basically a collection of people who just enjoy anthropomorphic uh, or human-like animals. Um, many people get into it for different reasons. One is you share condom fa- common fandoms uh, like say, uh, Star Fox, or something like that. Um, Sly Cooper games, etc. Um. Or like those anthropomorphic Disney or Pixar movies. Exactly, exactly. Uh, in fact, a lot of people find the furry fandom because of Disney's Robin Hood. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Matter of uh, fact, like, I didn't know that. Like, like, uh, well, well, not so much with the newer generation, but the older generation. Right. Interesting. Um, That's a fun piece of trivia. Yeah. Um, some some for just an overall sense of community. Um, a uh, large large portion of the furry fandom is uh, LGBT plus, uh, and and so this is you know uh, a, a, a welcoming community for for people like that. And and so, um, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of people find the furry fandom uh, because of. No, I'm not saying all LGBT are furries; they aren't. Um, but the 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 fact that so much of it is brings a lot of their experience to it, and a lot of a lot of community builds around that as well. Right. Um. And many, many other reasons um, that that it would it would take me several episodes to go over, sure. um, so I won't get into it. But but yeah, generally the set, generally for the most part is um, furries are just a community that really enjoy uh, the idea of anthropomorphic again human like uh, animals, right, uh, and. Do you want to do you want to talk about fursuits too? Because I think a lot of people associate furries with the fursuits only, and I don't think they understand that you can be a furry. I mean, not to say there's anything wrong with that, but I think they just need to know that like not everybody who's into furries or be or identifies as a furry does fursuit dress up. 
Correct. Correct. Uh, the the reason this, yeah, I think, I think only about maybe twenty percent, twenty five percent of the fandom actually owns furnishing. That shit's um, expensive. <laughs> it, it it is it is very expensive, um, mostly because they are uh, tailor crafted, um, to 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 fit the person. Which props and, to the crafters because those things are fucking like quality, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're they're basically custom made. So by by like small uh, individual artisans or like very small companies. Yeah. Um, and founded, a lot of them, from what I learned, yeah, a lot of them, from what I learned, are like individual people who just make them in their house. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, yeah, like that, it's, it's it's impressive like, as all hell. Like I said, individual craftsmen are the yeah. the the majority of the fursuits come from. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, it's super impressive. It really is. But yeah. like I said, is since they are tailor crafted, uh that that adds to the cost. That really makes them right. Yeah. Um, and 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 to be clear, again, I know I said Josh is the expert, but like I've been gradually learning you know, I, he's been my friend for a very long time. I've always known this about him. Uh, recently, he took me to a convention that was Anthrocon with, mm-hmm. I mean, they were, you know, and mm-hmm. they were very, uh, they were very shocked at first that I was not a furry. I was just showing curiosity. But a lot of the people I encountered were very sweet about it and very kind and very excited that, number one, usually they're excited that like, oh, hey, you're you're a new fan. But I told him, like, I'm not really a fan. I'm just kind of here to learn. You know, I'm here to experience it because my friends really into it. And the reaction I got was also first it was like kind of like, oh, that's interesting. And then it was like, oh, holy shit, that's even cooler that you even bothered to come because most people think that we're weird or they wouldn't want to come here or whatever. So just to add to Josh's point, like I was I never once felt any abrasiveness. I never once felt any sort of shame because I wasn't a fan or because like, you know, I didn't really I. I wasn't, I didn't know anything. People were actually very excited to educate me on stuff and tell me about it and invited me to their games and all sorts of stuff. So it was really, um, it was really, like he said, a very welcoming feeling. It was very sweet um, of all of them to be so kind about it. Now, now, now you, uh, as with any fandom, you'll have a few bad actors, but you, sure, those, you'll have some kicks. <laughs> yeah, those are easy enough to ignore. Um, before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to a website called fursience.com. Fur That's science? Fur, fur science.com. Okay. It is run, it is run by, um, sociologists and the like, uh, who actually have done, uh, extensive studies on, on the fandom That's and, right. and, um, they're, they're like, um, their actual sociologist. Uh, I believe the project is uh, run by this uh, Dr. Sharon Roberts. Uh, I've gone to her panels at Anthrocon before. She's very intelligent. She really knows what she's talking about. Um, there's also other uh, sociologists there. Um, and uh, they, they've, they've, like I said, they've, they've done the studies at different conventions. They've They've done a lot of pools with members of the community, and um, they've they've really compiled a lot of 
you know, who they are, what they do type of information. Again, way too much information for me to actually get into uh, during one of our episodes. But if you are interested in more information about furries, the furry community, etc., definitely check it out, furscience.com. That's F-U-R science.com. Yeah, so there you go. Hopefully that was uh, educational for you. Um, Josh, how about a little bit? We already went over some furry history, but do you have anything about um, any other history that you want to that you want to bring to our attention since somebody liked your last segment so much? Little, little, little interesting fact I found out uh, about our home state of Pennsylvania. Hey, that's where uh, we live. Yeah. Um. Uh, from a atlasobscura.com. Uh, Raisin it pie itself isn't particularly foreboding, but in 19th century Pennsylvania German homes, um, Pennsylvania being a large, uh, large melting pot for Dutch and German, and, uh, yeah, Amish, all the all Amish, those good folks, yeah, 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 yeah um, very much so. Uh, but in 19th century Pennsylvania German homes. It meant one thing. Death was near. Once it arrived, so too would friends and neighbors coming to red up the breed family's home <laughs> for the funeral. Red up. <laughs> yeah, that's Pennsylvania for you. Love that. Uh, uh, this, <laughs> meant, this meant cooking, cleaning, and baking raisin pie. The treat was such a common sight at post-memorial meals, it also became known as funeral pie. Really? Or, or in Pennsylvanian German, Lechtboy. Oh, raisin pie. I've never even had raisin pie, but I love raisins. Yeah. I've yet to see any of those at any funerals I've gone to. When did that tradition die out? Uh, I'm not exactly people sure. people still make those? Have you had a raisin pie? I didn't uh, know that was a thing. Uh, many years ago, but yeah, I've, huh. I've had it. So they used Not, to never, they used to ne- make never 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 at like a funeral meal or anything. Right, I've had like you know little pastries at like the you know the deli or whatever, but like um or the bakery. I mean, um, so that's interesting. So they would make raisin pies mm-hmm. because someone died. Well, as part of the um, meal after a funeral. But sure, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like our holushki and gobs and uh, you know. <laughs> And uh, yeah. all that good stuff. Chipped ham, as they call it, you know. Um, I don't know if I've ever had just like a traditional funeral dish. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess there's things that people always just make for big meals, like spaghetti dinners and stuff, but. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's interesting. A little bit of, a little bit of, th- thanks, Germans. Um, since we talked a little bit of, uh, about your tanks last time, I guess, you know, we can talk about your pies this time. <laughs> a lot of history here in Pennsylvania. Oh, ton, tons of history in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to our next question. Was that? Did you have more that you want to share, or was that your mini lesson for the day, Joshua? No, that was just a little historical thing. Raising pies. Local, lo- local history, but yeah. Yeah, we should try to find some more local. We should try to find some of those. I would love to try one, see if we're any good. See if any Germans want to make me one. Let's see. Uh, this one is posted by Reddit user I am scared 1989. Boy, that was a good year to be scared. Lots of scary movies coming out around then. And the year after I was born. 
Um, and the year you were born, after the year you were born as well. You were born in 88, right? I was born in 80... 88. 88. Uh, are the police going to come to my house after this? Throw away for obvious reasons. I smoked weed and it felt weird. I freaked out and called the paramedics because I was afraid it was fentanyl laced. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. They checked me out and gave me the okay, but they asked for my name and address, and I'm concerned. They're going to send the police to my house to investigate or something. Even though they said they aren't the police and that I would be fine, I still have my doubts and I am scared. I should clarify that it was my friend's weed, <laughs> and I personally don't own any, but I'm still scared. Please help. I'm an idiot, and after this, I'm never smoking again. <laughs> um, Are they going to come to his house, Josh? Uh, if the police don't aren't already on site and they they just treat you, then I'm 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 not 100 percent certain, but I'm fairly certain that falls under HIPAA, which they right. can't disclose your medical information unless you give the okay. Right. Um, yeah. But also if 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 it was just weed paramedics aren't going to knock to the cops paramedics at least the paramedics i know think cops are a pain in the ass and they just get in the way on on calls half the time yeah they may even ask you if you're still holding you know or if, where, where your friend lives maybe I, paramedics I have tough work <laughs> I, yeah i don't think they'll go that far but you know they're like i said they're not gonna rat you out to the cops just because they if it was just if it was just some weed and no one was hurt or endangered, they're not going to tell the police, right? And if the police do show up saying it's my friend's weed, is probably not going to fly anyway. <laughs> so I mean, you know, yeah. if the cops show, if the co- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if the cops show up, fucking don't say anything. You don't have to say anything. If they yep. try to if they try to arrest you, you know. Just call a lawyer. Yeah. You know when they tell you you have the right to remain silent? Use you can, it. You, you can invoke that right even before they determine if they're going to arrest you. You don't have to say yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Don't don't give them any sort of justification. Don't run. But again, you don't have to tell them shit. Yeah. And just keep in, your phone in, handy. Yeah. Invoke. Yeah. Invoke your right to a lawyer whenever possible. Um, as soon as possible. Get a ring camera. Those are helpful as well, you know, just to kind of give you another set of eyes on you in case shit hits the fan. But either way, hey, listen, um, if you're that worried that you're smoking fentanyl laced weed, maybe just like you said, don't hit it anyway. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, that uh, that, uh, that you have well, to. If, but I mean, if you're tripping that hard already, <laughs> maybe don't yeah. smoke weed. <laughs> also, unless you're a heavy opioid opioid user uh if you smoked fentanyl laced weed you would od like immediately so you're fine yeah i mean yeah just sometimes as funny as it is if you have anxiety weed doesn't always usually from what i understand from my friends who take edibles and stuff it does help but again, you don't know what you're getting, especially if people are making their own doses and stuff. And there are some funky blends out there that this is why cops are keeping an eye out because some of them are much more dangerous. Um, you know, maybe just don't buy any from your friend anymore and just 
you know, go get edibles for free. Get a weed card and just go get edibles to calm yourself down. Maybe that's all you need, you know. <laughs> then at least you know it's clean and you're getting it from a they, facility and you don't got to worry about it. They just need to legalize that shit already. Again, I don't smoke weed, but just fucking legalize it. But, e- but even on top of that, if even if they legalize it, unless they're selling it in stores or whatever, people are still going to try to sell it to you from there, you know. Oh, just yeah, like yeah. when they when they go door to door and they sell those little Tupperware containers in their little Sally. What are those parties? I forget what those. You know what I'm talking about? Where all the gals get together and they fucking sell Tupperware? I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, people are still going to be selling their weed like that, even if it gets legalized. So just get well, it from a facility, okay? <laughs> and, you'll, and then you'll be fine. Well, well, here's the thing is, like, like people craft their own beer, but it's like, I'm not going to buy, I'm gonna not going to buy fucking, like, watered down shitty craft beer from you. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the beer store. Right, unless you're trying to be a good friend and support your friend's entrepreneurial weed selling spirit, but you know, either way, he probably has to get a license for that afterwards. So yeah, um, but yeah, get it from a facility, get your edibles or your OC, what is it, uh, CBD, and then you know, my friend only takes edibles, and she has a lot of, you know, she takes it when she's calmed down, she takes it when she has anxiety, she takes it to help her sleep, she takes it when she's in pain, you know, and she gets a little bit of a buzz with it, but you know, at least she knows she's getting getting that good shit that isn't going to kill her, <laughs> you know? So, right. you know, there you go. Um, all right. And finally, um, this one is a fun one. If you weigh 99 pounds and then eat a pound of chips, then can you temporarily be considered 1% chip? Josh, what do you think? I mean, <laughs> not really. Because... Because your body isn't turning into that chip. <laughs> it's breaking down the, it's the breaking ingredients down the of chip. the chip. Yeah. But it would be. I mean, how much do you think you would literally need to eat to become 1% chip if you're 99 pounds? Like, you would need to eat more than a pound of chips, I would assume. Like, you would have to shove chips in, like, every orifice and pocket that you have to and cover it all over your body and maybe roll in some marshmallow fluff and then cover yourself in crumbs to a heavy degree would that count as becoming part chip i'm asking for a friend i mean even then like your body isn't like made of the chip like your skin doesn't become the chip right so only only the water would stay is what you're telling me so, oh, what if you dipped your chips in? No, it would still be the water. Sorry, guys. I'm really trying here to help you become part chip. But uh, also, the, the, the user's name was Knox the Dumbass. So, sorry, dumbass. <laughs> I'm trying here. <laughs> I'm trying to help you become part chip, but it just doesn't seem like it's happening, bud. Um, So, maybe just get a chip tattooed on your body or something. Then you could, maybe like 1% of your skin could be ch- covered in a chip. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Maybe consider I, that. I mean, that's probably as close as he's going to get. <laughs> I mean, maybe they can dip like the, the tattoo ink in like some sort of chip and it can like it be put into your skin or something. It's hard to say. I don't know enough about tattoos or about artists I, or about anything really. I, 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 that that seems, un, that, that, that doesn't seem exactly sanitary. And I don't <laughs> think a, rep, a reputable tattoo artist would do that. Well, hey, you know what? Go to uh, I Am Scared 1989's friend. Maybe he does tattooing and 
weed selling. So maybe you can go talk to him or them or whoever it is. And then, you know, maybe just don't go to a, a, lo- a local shop. Just go support someone's endeavors from their basement. And there you go. You know, then you're then then then, then you're covered quite literally one percent and ship. So, you know, what you got to do. That'd be pretty neat, though, huh? We're like a huge percent water, so I'd be kind of cool to be a percent of some other kind of food. Anyway, so you're sa- the final word, Josh, is you're saying, no, we can't be 1% chip? Mm, correct. <sighs> Fine. Okay, well, then that does it for our questions. So thank you for listening. Um, if you have any questions you'd like to submit, please use hashtag TOQ on the Twitters. Or hit me at role players win. That's R O L players win on Twitters. Eventually, I'll make a TOQ uh, Twitter. I just don't have one yet. Um, so you know, whatever. It's the same guy. Why make another one when it's the same guy? So whatever. Um, and uh, yeah. And also, thank you to my pal James, aka Frenzy Junkus, for making our theme song and for letting me do voiceovers over it. I really do appreciate it. Uh, it always makes me happy when I hear it. So I appreciate it. Anyway, having said that, let's go to Josh. Josh, please hit us with Josh's final words. Um, give him the whole nine yards. By the way, do you know where that phrase comes from? No. Uh, the actually comes from World War II. Uh, a little, 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 uh, little uh, extra history lesson for you. Um, the B-17 Flying Fortress, which was the uh, the the bomber of the United States uh, Army Air Corps, uh, as it was known back then. Um, had had machine guns equipped to it um, to to protect it during aerial runs, of course. And they were nine yards long. No, their ammo belts were. Holy shit! Yeah. So so when when you're saying give them the whole nine yards, you're basically saying fire everything you have at them. Jesus fuck! Give them the whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs>